0: Stick to your cozy life, because take it from me, you would never make it in the wild. This is episode 38 of They're All Going to Laugh at Him. I'm Alex Sprague.
1: And I'm Jess Geyer. Alex, what did we watch today?
0: Zookeeper, which I keep wanting to call The Zookeeper, but it's just Zookeeper.
1: Oh, it's just Zookeeper?
0: Yes, it is not The Zookeeper.
1: Kind of like how Cher is only Cher, she's not The Cher.
0: Yeah, and she also doesn't like to share.
1: That's true. And she's also a lion in this movie.
0: This is the worst movie I've seen with Cher in it.
1: (laughs) What other movies with Cher have you seen? Like I know for sure one of them. Yes, I know Stuck on You. Have you seen any others?
0: I I don't need to. I've seen two. And this is the worst one with Cher in it.
1: Okay. Uh, Yeah, we watched Zookeeper. It's a Kevin James movie. Uh, It has probably the biggest cast of any Happy Madison movie I've seen.
0: Because they didn't have to go to set. There's like fourteen voiceover people, and they definitely weren't there.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I I can't imagine that the person playing the ostrich was also the guy in the really funny blue suit. Yeah,
0: um, let me tell you, people, I did not see the animals talking in this movie coming. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. It really it really took me through a loop.
1: He didn't know it was a talking animal movie when we were going into it, and I love that he didn't know that. Yeah. I knew because I had listened to a recent episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me, where they talk about the
0: zoo. Uh, they talk about zookeeper. Did they talk about how it's like a fucking fever dream through the most of it? They
1: kind of did a little bit. Uh, Alex, we're watching all sixty Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler adjacent movies in a row every day, and we're doing a podcast about it. Why are we watching? this movie and and other movies like it.
0: Well, in this episode, we're going to penetrate the secret society of comedic artists with the (laughs) International Man of Mystery, Mystery, The Projection of Mayhem, Tyler Durden, and the (laughs) style. All right. uh, We're going to talk about if Adam Sandler deserves all the hate. I can't do (laughs) the bit about that terrible book. No, worse than Joe. That's that's I'm making a reference to the book, The Game. Um. (laughs) 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 <laughs> what what of <laughs> which of our followers are into the book The Game and Joe Rogan and us? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Oh yeah. He basically is though. Um he comes from the same core appeal which is men who are unconfident about themselves. But hey, welcome. Yeah. And send a tweet at Joe Rogan saying that like I'll fight him. no i will only grill him on why he gives a platform to nazis oh wait everyone tell him we just want to talk about this movie and then i'll grill him about how he gives a platform to nazis that would be good yeah was he busy or 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 will he only work with adam sandler he he did a voiceover for a monkey like (laughs) i mean who knows there's a little magic in him um so here's the thing. This is a one-star Sandlayer Lair movie. Um, it is Happy Madison production. It's their first one um, after what MGM like said they were bankrupt, but then they weren't apparently. Yeah. I didn't really look into it. Um, they needed a movie that would make money no matter what it seems, and that is Kevin James and Talking Animals, released in the summer.
1: I think that it was probably a good move because if I were a kid and I saw commercials for this movie, I'd probably want to watch it. I would watch any movie with talking animals in it.
0: I, I watched Dr. Doolittle pretty hard when I was a kid. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think, though, Eddie Murphy's much funnier than Kevin James. So
1: that, I mean, that's unfair. That's an unfair comparison.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I feel like Kevin James will never win with me because, like, for the script grownups, he stepped into Chris Farley's spot. And I'm just like, well, that movie would have been better, of yeah. course. But, you know, what are you going to do?
1: Honestly, I'm sure that he gets this all the time. I'm sure that we're not the only people who have ever said this. But if every Kevin James role were replaced with Chris Farley, all those movies would be 100% better.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't even think he would disagree necessarily.
1: No. Uh, so it's a one-star Stan Lee movie.
0: Do you want me to just say how many times I laughed?
1: Yeah. How many times do you laugh?
0: 17, so pretty low.
1: It yeah, uh, didn't get a lot of laughs out of me. I I was entertained throughout. I I wasn't ever like bored with the movie, if that mm. makes sense. There was nothing There was never nothing happening, which is good for a kids movie. You always want something to be happening with a kids movie otherwise the kids tune out because they have short attention spans. I also just realized that Donnie Wahlberg was Shane.
0: Um Yeah, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I thought he was just a no one.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was also wearing a hat the entire time. He Well,
0: just I looked... mean, to be fair, what movies have you ever seen with Donnie Wahlberg in it? Saw. He's in the first Saw? Maybe no, yeah. he's in Saw 2. Well, I've
1: seen Saw 2. I saw Saw 2 and uh, Saw 3. I don't
0: remember Saw 2, so there you go. Um, I remember him for most of <laughs> the New Kids on the Block video shorts. I don't, actually.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right,
0: well, obviously I don't really like this movie. I, I don't think, you're not a recommend on this movie, right?
1: Um, I would recommend it to a kid. No, actually, no, I wouldn't. I think it teaches poor things about women. Never mind. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody.
0: Um, so what do you think the audience and the critic ratings are?
1: Now, I already, I didn't look at the ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, but I did see that Roger Ebert thought this movie was entertaining.
0: <laughs> you fucking, you son of a bitch. Are you kidding me? Uh, you're so you're calling angry.
1: Roger Ebert a son of a bitch, not mm. me, right? Yes. Okay. Good. Good. The good. Good. The fact
0: <laughs> I'm a little angry you brought it to my attention. How how did he like this one?
1: He he didn't say it was a great movie. He said um, the 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 last bit of the the last paragraph of his review was: "Look, a great movie. This is not a pleasant summer entertainment. It is." I think he can play for all ages in a family audience. It's clever to have the animals advising humans on their behavioral strategies. And besides, I'm getting a teensy bit exhausted by cute little animated animals. The creatures in this zoo all have the excellent taste
0: to be in 2D.
1: I don't think that he meant 2D.
0: No, he meant it. That was when 3D movies were coming out.
1: Oh, okay. I gotcha. That makes sense.
0: He gave it three stars?
1: He gave it three stars? I didn't see how many Oh my god.
0: Out of uh, Four. You know what? Roger Ebert hates women. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna assume that <laughs> that's can't... the. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make that assumption. That's why I like the movie. He,
1: he can't defend himself. He's dead. Exactly. Okay. Um.
0: All right. So, so what do you think the critics gave it?
1: <laughs> it's just like so stunned that it was three stars. So I think critics gave it like probably a thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And I think audience probably gave it, gave, gave it, probably gave it like a 50%. Uh,
0: critics gave it a 19%. Oh, sorry, 14%. Okay. Um, they didn't like it. And they're, they're probably right on that one. Audience gave it a 41%. This movie not well liked, which is good because it's bad.
1: <laughs> it's not a great movie. I did like because I wanted to see if there were any interesting details like in production or stuff. And sometimes Reddit has good threads about this. So I found one <laughs> from five years ago, no comments, zero upvotes. So someone downvoted it. <laughs> it's just <clears throat> Zookeeper is an underrated gem and deserves a sequel. And the other one I found was, oh, just fucking shoot me for the Zookeeper <laughs> trailer too. Uh, uh,
0: it, so this movie to me is like, uh, what's that book about uh, King Arthur and Merlin with the ants?
1: Oh, the once and former king, yeah. The once, future the once king. and future king, yeah.
0: Um, it's like that, but Merlin is like a bro from a frat trying to tell King Arthur how to get laid.
1: You know what I think this movie is like? What the game,
0: yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> so let's recap the movie real quick yeah. so we can talk about it and yeah. how it's truly horrible.
1: Um, also, Throughout this entire movie, every time they called Kevin James Griffin, I, like, it was jarring to me because of all... You know how people can look like a name? He mm-hmm. looks like the opposite of a Griffin. Yes. Anyway.
0: Whoa! Kevin James has developed an irresistible screen persona as a nice guy underdog, which has served him well in some pre- pretty mediocre films like Paul Blart and Cop. In that context, Zookeeper is a quantum leap forward. Yo. Nice
1: guy. He took the Paul Blart toxic masculinity and drove it forward
0: yeah i think there's like a l- <laughs> i think a lot of uh movie critics really really probably have the same issues as the men in the book the game and I, I mean i know i i just hate critics now i'm gonna agree with i'm only disagreeing with ones who like this movie
1: okay um i mean it is 2011 and i think that was like prime time for people to hate women like that was when pickup artist stuff was like really happening, right? Um it was like it was before all the gamergate stuff. Um
0: I'm so offended by the fact that this person who liked the movie called Kevin James a mix between Jason Alexander and Jeremy Piven. <laughs> reading these
1: reading these things is not good for your health, Alex. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to recap the movie.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: Griffin, played by Kevin James has his proposal shut down by his girlfriend and she breaks up with him because he's a zookeeper and hasn't become her dream guy. Uh, If you're like me, you probably were wondering like, oh, just because he's a zookeeper, that seems like a great job. Well, apparently they don't pay zookeepers very well. I guess like the low salary is like $23,000. Like that's how much you get paid. I think it's because they can trick zookeepers into working at zoos for not a lot of money because... It's like usually it's like someone's dream job, and they can exploit workers that way. Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna move it's the on.
0: tiger king king paradigm.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. paradigm. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Five years later, uh, Kevin James is still a zookeeper, but he really loves the animals. He really takes care of them, and he especially tries to take care of Bernie, the antisocial gorilla who is kept in a deep pen where he can't see the city skyline because he attacked Shane, played by Donnie donnie Wahlberg, (laughs) little donnie uh there's also rosario dawson uh whose boyfriend is failed presidential nominee cory booker uh who he helps save a lioness when it eats a red bull can uh rosario has been offered a job in nairobi but she's not sure if she'll take it she's the vet at the zoo
0: my my favorite part about this is that when they say nairobi they're like yeah i was offered a job in nairobi Africa, Africa. (laughs) (laughs) which like I know it's for kids, but I love like the idea (laughs) where oh, no, Nairobi, Nebraska.
1: Yeah, it's great. Anyway, Kevin James has put together a party for his brother and his brother's fiance at the zoo. His brother's fiance is played by his real actual wife. Uh, It's a nice event. And he starts giving a nice speech with a porcupine. And when he sees his ex Stephanie in the crowd and starts stuttering and and messes up his speech um stephanie is his future sister-in-law's friend and she tells the the fiance that seeing him make a speech made her and seeing him in his zuki outfit made her realize that he still has a lot of potential and meanwhile kevin james brother offers him a job at his dealership because he says making more money is how you get a girl like stephanie so the zoo animals which are intelligent and can talk don't question it have an after-hours meeting to try to figure out how to get Kevin James and Stephanie together now so you won't have to leave the zoo, so he won't, like, be pressured to leave and and work at the dealership. The plan is to make him look like a hero. So the Lion Joe, played by Sylvester Stallone, of course, is let out of his cage so he can essentially threaten Stephanie. Um, This is before Harambe, as well. Uh, Kevin James falls in... Kevin James, like, he falls in, like, the enclosure, I guess. I don't know where he ends up falling. And yeah. he fails He, he tries his to Rolex. jump yeah,
0: from the fence into the enclosure over that moat they have and, like, yeah. hits his head and shit.
1: Exactly. And um, Joe the Lion lets slip that he can talk at this point, even though they had been very clear before. Don't talk to the humans. It always goes wrong with the humans. Um, and the monkey also lets slip that he can talk uh, Played by Adam Sandler uh, In in a very good Adam Sandler voice uh, So Kevin James Goes home and he has a panic attack Which is probably the funniest scene in the movie
0: Yeah he watches Sabrina the Teenage Witch And sees Salem talk
1: Yeah by the way the person who voiced Salem Also helped write this movie
0: Yeah which uh it scared him And that was funny
1: Yeah I love that and then he, he took an ice bath
0: Yeah I don't know and then like worked out a lot It was very <laughs> <Yeah>. strange <laughs>
1: It was so funny uh eventually the animals do have an intervention with kevin james and they tell him what their plan is and the animals basically they're they're gonna figure out how to get him with stephanie in their own ways which mostly seem to be about making kevin james do silly things like act like a bear and pee on a tree um which he gets caught at doing
0: yeah and then fakes that the wolf got stung by a scorpion so he's peeing on it to neutralize the poison
1: and the vet doesn't realize that that's fake. I guess.
0: Yeah. So she sucks at her job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: At another wedding-related party. Like I don't know what's going on with all these wedding-related parties, but they're all extremely expensive.
0: Well, they do show that the brother's rich, I guess. Yeah.
1: That's. I guess that's true. Uh, he takes the animal's advice by peeing in a potted plant.
0: In the middle of like a. Yeah. A dinner. Um, and no one but a waiter noticed, but still.
1: Yeah. And also showing off his pudding cup, which is this movie's slang for penis.
0: As in he walks with his like, his dick thrusted out, not outside his pants, it's just like pushed forward a lot.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is a kid's movie after all. But Stephanie's ex, Joe Rogan, yes, Joe Rogan, shows up and out-alphas him, as Joe Rogan does.
0: I will say, he out-alphas him. Um, And also made me appreciate Kevin James acting like no one ever has. Because, like...
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's such a bad actor.
0: He just looked like he was, like, desperately trying to remember what to say. Even though he had, like, three lines.
1: He looked like he was desperately trying to remember what a facial expression was.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, come on. Fear factor. I I always got the idea that he wasn't really that, like... (laughs) Yeah, apparently he's good at keeping on a conversation, but like he is not a charismatic like person for movies without a doubt.
1: Oh, yeah. And I don't know. Like did he did they did he not let them put makeup on him cuz I I feel like his face was so washed out in the movie or maybe I just like could not realize his face or I was trying to implant Dave Matthews' face on him?
0: I I have no idea cuz like I like it he looked weird. I do know that. Um, I don't want to say, like, it's the time between when he was doing steroids, because I don't know, and if, like, that had a thing with it, but he hadn't lost all his hair yet. He does just do steroids. I'm not making an accusation. He's talked about it in the past.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, we wouldn't be ribbing him so much if he didn't give a platform to Nazis and conspiracy theorists, like... Oh, let's say Steven Crowder, uh, a Nazi, um, Alex Jones. Uh, Milo,
0: I can't say his last name.
1: Milo Yiannopoulos. Um, yeah, just like, a, um, why why so many um, Nazis, Joe? You're not that good of an interviewer to be, you know, going toe to toe with Nazis and trying to make sure that they don't seem as cool as they think they are anyway
0: I, I will point out he doesn't argue with them he just goes "Ooh, that's interesting that you made a lie up there um but i'm not smart enough to m- follow along
1: yeah the, the problem is again like people who um you gotta listen to actual good interviewers to realize that someone's a really bad one uh anyway uh the the wedding thing the wedding party thing doesn't work because joe rogan shows up like i said Um, And since that doesn't work, the next plan is, uh, under Sylvester Stallone's advice, is to separate Stephanie from the herd. So there's yet another wedding event where they're all on bikes, and he's in, like, a tricycle thing. And after a bike chase with Joe Rogan, um, that also involves, like, some physicality, uh, it works. He gets Stephanie to, like, step aside and talk to him. Uh, But Stephanie tells him she's already, already going to the wedding with Joe Rogan. Um, so the final plan is, get Stephanie jealous by going to the wedding with another woman, which is suggested by the lioness, played by Cher, of course. And also to neg Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not the lioness's advice. This is, I think it's the crow's advice, is that right?
0: Um, I don't remember. I
1: don't man. remember either, and I didn't write it down. Like, uh,
0: all the voices kind of blended together, except for... Sylvester Stallone's and Adam Sandler's and Stallone's it's not good that his was remarkable because like I mean everyone knows he can't really like enunciate well enough to do voice mm-hmm. acting so I half the time I didn't know what the fuck he was saying
1: which is why it's so weird that he was also the the clearest I feel like the sound mixing was off in this movie
0: uh I couldn't understand half the stuff he said I was reading the subtitles
1: oh I forgot we were watching it with subtitles Um, anyway, he also at this time gets Bernie the gorilla played by Nick Nolte and also by another man in a gorilla costume. This is the only animal in the zoo that's played by a person in a costume. (laughs) The others are like they're animals, but like have been like CGI. So their mouth moves, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but they want us to believe that Kevin James is bigger than a silverback gorilla. A full adult male silverback. and
0: Except for when the gorilla is bigger than him a few times. Yeah. Like when when they're climbing up stuff. But whatever.
1: Uh, anyway, he, he takes the gorilla with him to TGI Fridays for his birthday. It's pretty funny.
0: Um, that was by far the best scene is the fact that <laughs> he surprised Bernie the gorilla with a trip to TGI Fridays. Because he always wondered if it was as good as he thought it was. And then they just, like, seemingly get absolutely fucked up and, like, smash a acoustic guitar on the bar top.
1: Yeah, they have a good time. They have a good time with that TGA Fridays. Uh.
0: <laughs> also, Bernie orders 30 oranges for dinner, which was just good stuff. It's mm-hmm. a funny joke to have a gorilla order a bunch of oranges at a restaurant.
1: It should have been bananas to nope. really funny up the joke.
0: That's, that's fucking... Grilla bigotry.
1: But scientifically speaking, you probably, whatever you put in front of him, he would have eaten. Anyway, (laughs) the negging works. The plan to get Stephanie jealous actually works. Uh, Kevin James and Rosario Dawson go to the wedding together and they have some fun playing with the randomly placed silk aerobics things, you know, like the silk gymnastics where you look like you're doing gymnastics on a curtain. Um... And Kevin James negs her real hard, calls her stuff like hammer thumbs and freckle chest.
0: Got her. Um,
1: and then like love bombs her, and she's like really into it. This the game works on Stephanie really well, um, mm-hmm. and she ends up uh like going out to eat with him afterward, uh, and they leave Rosaria Dawson
0: <laughs> just get like, her out of the, the car the and she's
1: just on the street. You get a taxi and go home. Like, come on now. He ends up, Kevin James ends up skipping a day at work to go spend time with her at a fashion show because she's a buyer for Saks, so of course she works in fashion, where he continues to neg people, but this is seen as like a a great personality trait in this circle. Um, Stephanie also convinces him to take a job at the dealership where his brother works, and he becomes a slimy car salesman. In one day. Yeah, in one day. And... I, we're supposed to know that this is not a great life for him because he's being such a skis ball, and mm-hmm. they're using like really bad tactics in this car dealership.
0: Yeah, they're using also the exact same tactics they use to pick up girls to sell cars, which I yeah. do find funny just because I also hate car salesmen.
1: Yeah. But he realizes that he doesn't like this life after all, because he goes back to the zoo and he sees that the animals are sad, and Bernie's mad at him because he lied saying that he was going to stay at the zoo. And It's not that he realized that he was treating people badly, or... I'll get to that later. I'm going to get... Uh, I, I can't editorialize. Um, so when Stephanie proposes to him at the car dealership, he says no, citing almost the same words as she did when his proposal failed at the beginning of the movie, just turned back around on her. And he goes back to the zoo to find out that Rosaria Dawson is going to take that Nairobi job instead. So the animals help him intercept her, especially Bernie the gorilla, and they kiss, and six months later Bernie's out of that dingy solitary confinement cage. The end.
0: Um, there's also a subplot where Marky Mark's little brother, like, was abusing the gorilla with like a stick with a nail on it, and then maces him off screen. Mm-hmm. I'm just that's weird. And also, yeah. like...
1: And Kevin pre- James kicks him into a wall, but... Yeah,
0: but I was gonna say, like, pretty, pretty uh, much par for the course for the, the Mark brothers.
1: Yeah, the Mark brothers. I didn't even mention, like, all the people who are in this movie, because Ken Jeong is in this movie. He plays a, like, the lizard slash, I guess, snakes and scorpions wrangler named yeah, Venom. He, he's
0: a reptile guy, and he has a <laughs> car with license plate to, that cis...
1: Uh <laughs> who are so oh, Maya Rudolph is a giraffe.
0: Yeah, I don't think any of that matters though.
1: I just wanted to like mention yeah. this. Judd Apatow plays Barry the Elephant, John Favreau is Jerome the Bear, Don Rickles is a frog, Jim Brewer is a crow.
0: They- I will say I'm I'm pretty upset. Nick Nolte,
1: I don't know if I mentioned is the gorilla. I think I might have.
0: You did. Uh they really underutilised Jim Brewer, who I think is hilarious. That did upset me. It's very funny. Yeah. Why not? Uh, why not make them make laugh at least? Let them do um, a laugh. Can
1: I say my my favorite piece of IMDb trivia that popped up? Uh, what's it? I thought that this was going to be like a a nice like oh how cute how what a cute little tie-in here uh, about the animals that were used in this movie.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh my! God. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs>
1: Molly the Giraffe, a female, was played by Tweet the Giraffe, a male, also known as the Toys R Us Giraffe. How cute. How cute is that, guys? You read that, you're like, what a wholesome piece of trivia. Tweet died on set at the Franklin Park Zoo. Downer. Luckily for the movie, Tweet had completed all his scenes for the movie before his death.
0: Which is like a (laughs) pretty... Who cares? (laughs) Like, That's pretty fucked up. Um... But yeah. yeah, so let's talk about the fact that all of the animals are trying to teach Kevin James toxic pickup styles. And, oh my uh, god! And like these these weird ways to approach women, and uh, them actually saying very loudly that they're making a reference to this book. Did you pick that up by the way?
1: The Zoo Game.
0: Yes, they they, they keep saying. All right, Kevin James says. I'm done with the zoo game. And then Rosario Dawson goes, the zoo game? And then they come back and say zoo game again. Which, like, the zoo game's not a thing. So I I feel like it's, it has to be a reference.
1: But the thing that made me realize, number one, other than, like, you know, the entire plot of the movie, that this is definitely a, res- uh, a reference to pickup artist culture, quote-unquote well, yes. artist. Well, yes,
0: I was going to say, it's definitely the culture. I think it was a, a direct... Uh, reference to the book in that line
1: yeah i i agree with you but what i was gonna say is the the biggest key for me is that everybody calls the women in this like all the animals and like eventually kevin james i think at one point calls women females
0: oh yeah females and also mates yes um (laughs) it's gross um let for people who don't know there is a book by neil strauss called the game Penetrating the Secret Society of Pickup Artists.
1: Oh, and if you think penetrating was a mis, like a yeah. oh, what a coincidence on that cover. You are wrong. There is yeah. nothing subtle about these people.
0: Um, so basically, I I read this book when I found it on a old roommate's bookshelf. It was one of eight books he owned, and I was like, "What is this?" Um, and it just said the game on it, and I started reading it, and it was the funniest thing I've ever read. Um,
1: can can you share some of the things that you've learned
0: yeah so basically 10 pages into this book um and i i reread a uh review you basically realize that all these guys have very bad self-esteem issues and are trying to recreate each other or recreate themselves um and like talking to each other because it's like the only real friends they have um and then play a numbers game to try to sleep with a lot of women and they come up with a bunch of ridiculous uh Techniques, which is like maximizing contact time for touching women, uh, making time limits on your conversation so they have to come after you, like a bunch of like just kind of toxic stuff um, that works less well than like actually just kind of being a normal person. But one of my favorite things about it is in the book he he studies under this guy who only calls himself Mystery, um, and Mystery has a big fucking problem with the other pickup artist like teacher in the area who calls himself Tyler Durden. Uh-huh. And and the author of the book decides to call himself halfway through, Style. Um that's that cuz for some reason they need personas <laughs> which, which I don't get. I never understood that part. Basically though, they uh yeah. They just like do a bunch of pretty toxic stuff. Um have, they they have these these terms, uh, my favorite term is sarging, um, which is where a bunch of guys get together and then just infiltrate an area and hit on as many women as possible as quickly as possible and see, like, how well they can do to pick up numbers and stuff and, like, study each other's techniques and give each other's notes. Um, and, the, and the thing you get from the book is, you know, near the end, the the author says, like, I really realized that these guys don't have much self-esteem and it's not really what they're looking for. Um, this is just, like, an excuse, and like, they kind of seem to, like, hang out with each other more than actually, like, going out and trying to meet girls uh, because, you know, obviously, they're not satisfied with whatever their life's giving. Um, and everyone else who read the book was like, yeah, I got that on page five. Like, <laughs> of course. Um, but he, he he had to write 500 pages to figure it out himself. Um, that, and he... He changed his name. He bought in really hard. Yeah. Um, And then when he got married, he had a funeral for his persona style. Um, I read on Wikipedia as his bachelor party.
1: You're kidding me. What?
0: And then got divorced three years later and wrote a book about how relationships are actually hard.
1: Yeah. I mean, relationships usually aren't built on pickup artist techniques.
0: Yeah. Well, he said trying to de-program his cool pickup artist stuff was really hard and it's really messed up his relationships since then. I'm like, yeah, being like super misogynistic is not a good thing to base your life on. One thing I do want to point out for everyone uh, hoping that there's going to be a movie of it made. Guess who has the rights to make the movie? Wait. It's not, don't worry, it's not Happy Masson.
1: No, I didn't know that someone had the rights to make a movie. Who has the rights? Please tell me, please, please, please.
0: Uh, Dan Weiss, otherwise known as one of the D and D guys from A Song of Fire and Ice, what's uh, oh. Game of Thrones? <laughs> or he he at least was involved in it. I don't know those okay. people, but so it,
1: I I have been tried. To, oh like a pickup artist has tried to uh, pick me up before, uh, and uh, I I. Uh, Sometimes they're like their openers are pretty good, you know, and and uh, I, I, I fell for it at, the, at first, but I realized well, like what was going on when I started to get negged. Because at the time when this person was hitting on me, I had uh, my hair was like pretty bright red and I had it in pigtails that day. And it was pretty long during that time, too. Uh, and they he, of course, um, said, oh, I like your hair. I can tell that you died it yourself. And I was like, oh, <laughs> we're going to need on. this game. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I remember I ran a bar for a lot of years.
1: Uh, and I've seen
0: so many guys try this type of stuff.
1: It's extremely obvious.
0: I We used to like yell stuff out, like, try chapter four. Chapter four is the good one. <laughs> and they'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, from the book, dude, we get it. Don't worry, man. And we, like, we'd wink and like start laughing. Um, uh, so funny one of the things is they do something called peacocking which is to dress extremely flamboyantly so like all the girls will notice you um but none of these guys have style so they're all wearing fedoras and like three scarves
1: so that's what i was gonna ask i was gonna ask if when that guy had a funeral for his persona if they like buried or cremated his fedora
0: <laughs> <laughs> they had a casket filled with scarves um, but but yeah. w- we're
1: talking a lot about the game. Let's talk a little bit more about this movie.
0: So, like, <laughs> it's the the same thing. Um, all the animals try to teach Kevin James to pick up women um, in toxic ways. Oh, they also constantly talk about the, the alpha male thing, which isn't, uh-huh. like, how it works.
1: No. In fact, let me tell you a little bit about lions because there are no – there's no um... – actual real like animal biology kind of stuff going on here except for this weird stuff that they have about eagles Mm -hmm. um but i for some reason know a lot about uh lions and their mating habits uh male lions are born kind of in a cohort so they'll they'll range but like between one to three years apart and they will leave the the pride at the same time to go look for another pride because of course you don't want male lions staying in the same pride uh, mating with the same, you know, the same females that, that would cause obviously some genetic problems. So, um, this cohort of lions will move and try to find another pride to take over. And, um, that's when you'll get, like, fights between prides. And if this younger pride is able to take over a pride, um, whose males are older or weaker, um, When, if there are, if there are cubs around, they will kill all of the cubs that are still nursing because if the, if the cubs are still nursing, that means the lionesses won't go in heat. Um, And when the lionesses do go into heat, all of the males have sex, they mate with all of the females. So this idea of an alpha is non-existent. They, they, there is no, no one lion in charge in a lion pride. It's all made up from Disney movies. Anyway, same thing with wolves, by the way. No such thing as an alpha wolf.
0: I'm trying to make the word community and the word cuck be one word and say that that's what we should call lions now. A cuck
1: (laughs) A cuckold of lions.
0: (laughs) Such a majestic cuckold of lions.
1: Gorillas do have an alpha male, um, and only that alpha male is allowed to mate. Yeah,
0: his name is James, and you don't want to fight him.
1: (laughs) Anyway, now you know about um, alphas.
0: Yeah, Uh, so unfortunately, (laughs) that's the main theme of the movie. Um, Yeah. And obviously, it's negative. Um, It's
1: very negative, yeah.
0: I mean, they, they very, at the end, shoehorn in. Like, I don't want to be like the lion who's an alpha. I want to be like the eagle who mates for life. And you're just like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting into when I almost got distracted from my my plot summary is the end of this movie, Kevin James doesn't learn the lesson to not neg women or that women can't be treated like animals because women are, you know, human beings with rational thought. Forget the part about how animals are rational in this movie. But his lesson is... I, I gotta be, like, a, a different kind of animal. I uh, This is the person I love, not I treated this other person extremely unfairly. Or I need to look deep into myself and figure out why I thought this was a good idea to pee in a potted plant.
0: I I love the idea, though, that's, like, I don't know, man, being a lion didn't work out for me, being a bear didn't work out for me, but maybe an eagle. Maybe everyone should be an eagle. But, yeah, like, that, so that part's uh, bad. And honestly, I don't I don't think we have to get super into it, because I have two more things I want to talk about. A, do you think there's a chance when he tried to jump the moat, he hit his head, as we saw him fall down and hit <laughs> his head, and he imagined the animals, <laughs> and became a horrible person afterwards?
1: This is exactly the line of thought the McElroy brothers went into.
0: Okay. Um, well, that's almost certainly the truth. Uh- <laughs> but,
1: I again, I I have to disagree, because... Okay. We see the animals talk ahead of time. And if just like in other movies, if we see this stuff ahead of time, that means we are part of conspiracy. I think we have to accept the movie at its word that these animals can talk and they have just chosen not to.
0: Okay. In that case, I want to point out that these animals have at least a near human intelligence. They're able to dial a phone, order pizzas, but they don't really understand the concept of money. Yet they're all in prison for life.
1: Uh yeah, and they they clearly know something. They know a thing or two about the hierarchy of the natural world because the crow and the frog that come in they constantly yell at, saying like you're not zoo animals. Like they're like get out of here, you wild animals.
0: Yeah. Um. And the gorilla's in a cement cage basically, yeah. and he's wants in to... like a
1: hole. He's in the hole from yeah, Batman. He's in,
0: he's in solitary confinement because he once uh got angry at a prison guard who poked him with a stick yeah and then he's like well at the end i have a little habitat where i can see the city i'm like yo give this gorilla a job he he, he can't drive a car very well but he drove it sh- uh, straight for a, a little bit and then hit a car but like without a doubt he could like you know work on a construction site and i bet he'd love it he could see the whole city if he was just hauling uh, yeah, dirt, they, he'd have a great time.
1: The movie doesn't do a lot of deep thinking about the the world it has built when these animals do know how to talk. Um, they say that they say that every time people hear animals talk, that something goes wrong, but they never really say like what that is. But this, like I said, is the exact same conversation also that the McElroy brothers had. So I feel like I'm repeating uh, a lot of their the stuff. The thing
0: is, it sh- the the level of intelligence they show is too much. To be just like, you, you can have a monkey who keeps acting like a monkey and does monkey things, but can talk, and I get it, and that's fine. This monkey is using a lockpick that he, off- he he had to teach himself that, like he didn't just know how to lockpick, and then you know making complicated plans. I I just think we got a we got a real uh. Planet of the Apes situation coming up soon. Because <laughs> I think they should do a Zookeeper 2. And it's called Zookeeper 2. Planet of the Apes.
1: No. What was the thing that you said. That was a reference to Planet of the Apes. That I just fucking could not stop laughing at. No. When it was like. <laughs> it was a gorilla. I don't know what the gorilla did. Like he turned around or something. And you said it at the perfect time. And I could not stop laughing. Because. Yeah. Yes.
0: That well, is exactly
1: what will like eventually these animals are going to rise up and humans are not prepared. Good thing uh, that all of these animals believe that society is run on the game.
0: Yeah. Um honestly though. Also,
1: wait, hold on. Also, by the way, that gorilla picked up a human woman at like like slow dance with her to Meatloaf at the TGI yes. Fridays. I have to like that gorilla has read the game.
0: He did successfully pick a woman up at TJIF. Um, and I think that if there's a place the the lessons in the game are gonna work, it will be at a chain restaurant.
1: Yes. Um, but honestly, if you're at a chain restaurant, you're fair game for a pickup artist. I'm sorry. get yourself out of there.
0: <laughs> All right. if you if you have more than two drinks at a uh, chain restaurant, it means you're on the prowl. Wait, well like, no what? Like it, it means you're trying to flirt. If you If you sit at a chain restaurant and have three drinks, you're at there the bar, that, yes. to meet people. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um well, I, I don't want to like
0: <laughs> this get is into obviously that territory. a joke. Um, yes. <laughs> and now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure like Olive Garden has dollar like strawberry lemonade vodkas. So oh, if yeah, I go can, to there, can, I'm getting five like
1: You can get extremely drunken at an Applebee's. I I have um maybe once in my life um gotten drunken at Applebee's.
0: I mean, you can get absolutely hammered at an Olive Garden when you're underage. Working there as a waiter, and they won't even notice. Do you know what's crazy? You know those bottles of wine they have as decor everywhere. They don't even count Do those they have- You can just take them home. <laughs> yeah, there's that's the house wine in there. Um, it is very bad, but hey, whatever. I'm oh, I'm, hey. I'm sure I Olive Garden doesn't listen to this. Yeah. Try to find the- me. I-
1: I, I I do going again, going back to the movie freaking <laughs> so off the top of this one, but I think it's great. Uh the only relationship we actually see, like the only long term relationship we see in this movie is between the lion and the lioness. Mm-hmm. Is not a healthy relationship. Oh yeah. Joe the lion pouts anytime that that the that Cher says anything that contradicts him whatsoever. It mm-hmm. is the 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 most stereotypical sitcom mm-hmm. relationship I've ever seen portrayed by two lions.
0: Here's my my question for you, though. In there is a scene in the movie where Sylvester Stallone um, talks about how, and this was the quote I started with, um, that Kevin James could never make it in the wild. Um, you know, just stay cozy. You're not like King of the Jungle, like I am. Um, and Kevin James points out, hey. You were born in captivity. You've never been in the wild. Which, of course, I'm thinking, how does he know about the wild? Where'd that come from? You know, does, is every lion born with an innate knowledge of the savannah? Um, and B, is this a reference to the fact that all these people talking about being alpha males and stuff are obviously full of shit because they live in, you know, today and not uh, they're not a silverback gorilla?
1: I would absolutely love to give this movie credit for subverting the ideas that are presented in pickup artist culture. But but I cannot. (laughs) I can't just because of the way it ends. He doesn't again, he doesn't learn a lesson about treating women like shit. He doesn't he doesn't apologize for leading Stephanie on like Stephanie. Yes, is a bad person. I, I will not disagree with that.
0: Yeah, she wants to change him and stuff. And but blah,
1: blah. you know you know who else is a bad person? His brother who owns a skeevy dealership. And he's a totally cool dude in this movie.
0: I mean, I really like that actor. So I kind of was just like, right, he gets a pass. Um, that and I will say, anyone who goes to an exotic sports car dealership and buys a car deserves to be scammed. Like, Yeah,
1: you have the money to get scammed, I guess. I,
0: I mean... Uh, even if you don't if you go there and you're like yeah I'll take a Maserati and then you're like oh it's so expensive I'm like all right get fucked uh, <laughs> don't buy new cars either that's another piece of lesson we'll we'll tell you never buy a new car not worth don't it
1: don't buy a new car Bye. get everywhere on ostrich back
0: um no cuz that he I think he kills the ostrich he does say he crushed it when he jumped on the <laughs> so I think in canon he kills an ostrich um i will say one of my biggest laughs Uh one of my biggest laughs is the fact that they show Kevin James trying to jump on the ostrich back as a blooper where you see it's just a man in a blue suit that's like hunched over with a stick on his head. Um and that really (laughs) The
1: bloopers. Yeah, the end credits, um, it has all of the animal like they they made some poor animator animate all of these animals lip syncing to more than a feeling. While the actors dubbing over them sang it, We Are the World style. Yep. (laughs) It was very bad. Because again, also the the sound mixing wasn't great. You could hardly hear them at all. Um, But it also came with bloopers. And that's what I've been craving from these Happy Madison movies. I want to see bloopers. I want to see Kevin James try to jump on the back of a guy in a blue suit. That's great. I want to see Rosaria Dawson not know how to flick the gross goop out at Kevin James. I like that. I want to see more of that in every Happy Madison movie. I think every Happy Madison movie should end with an end credits scene.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, any movie that has a like fade out credits where it's like, this is what they did, um, also gets at least an extra point and a half for me. Like, yeah. You Have you seen The Sandlot? Yes. Do you, you remember the one kid that they are just like, he was never seen again? And you're like, what <laughs> fucking, never?
1: <laughs>
0: Dude, he was like 15. Um, so yeah. that shit was sick. So, yeah, this movie's pretty bad. Um, it's a lot of toxic masculinity, which I thought was going to be subverted because, like, it's really on the nose putting Joe Rogan as his uh, foil. Uh, and then they don't do it. And I'm thinking maybe Kevin James just likes Joe Rogan. <laughs>
1: Now I think what happened is, Alex, I want you to go to IMDB. Right. And I want you to click on the director. And just you'll you'll see.
0: Oh my god, he's wearing a fedora. (laughs) (laughs) He always wears a fedora.
1: (laughs) No, I he's for he's the director of the wedding singer. He's the director of Click. He's the director of Waterboy.
0: Oh, he doesn't just... always wear a fedora, but he wears a fedora enough. Maybe he was going through a phase
1: in 2011. I I have to imagine. He's also the director for Here Comes the Boom, which I think we're also watching. Isn't that on our yeah, list? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's another Kevin James movie that has Joe Rogan in it. But that one makes sense because he does an MMA fight in the movie. Is all I know about it. And you know, Joe Rogan is an MMA boy.
1: I don't like that he is part of...
0: The Sandlerverse? The, yeah, it's, the
1: Sandlerverse. Okay, I do have to also say, apparently he was in Frank Karachi, played himself in UFC Ultimate Insider TV series. So apparently like he's also involved in UFC. Maybe he's the guy who brought Joe Rogan in. I don't know, but I don't like it. It sounds I don't like, like he like likes
0: UFC and Joe Rogan. Um,
1: it doesn't surprise me.
0: I mean, I will say I, I like... Uh, MMA because it's fun to watch people fight. I think. Um, I know it's not for everyone. I don't hate. I guess Joe Rogan when he's commenting on UFC because he commentates. I think on every fight ever. Um, but having been to multiple UFC fights because I have a a, a friend who does it, um, it's way better when there's non-commentator. Tell you that much. <laughs> like it's way better to see what they're doing and think about it yourself. But you know, I guess some people like it.
1: Uh I just. A lot of people worked on this movie.
0: I I guarantee all the voiceovers, none of them are on set. And you can get away with some shitty movies when you're doing voiceovers.
1: I was just talking about the writing credits itself. Oh, okay. Um, there are five people Oof. credited for writing this movie. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. There were a lot of like production companies involved and distribution companies involved.
0: Yeah. Um, well... They all combine forces to make a pretty bad movie.
1: Yeah. I cannot believe that we're the only people I have not been able to find anybody else. Talk about how this movie is basically the game, the movie.
0: I mean, I definitely last episode, I was in pretty big brain melt mode. Um, and was definitely losing my mind. Um, I think I came back (sighs) to ground here and I'm like, this was a really bad movie. Um, doesn't have much redeeming about it, but, uh,
1: I think the one redeeming thing is that it was constantly entertaining. Like right. I said, I didn't, I didn't feel bored during it. You know,
0: I, I would have preferred a two-hour movie about uh, animals going to different chain restaurants.
1: I actually, I, I feel like I should, wa- I should write a, a book, a children's book about that. Get some corporate sponsorship.
0: There you go. The cheetah goes to Chili's. Ooh, those are hot fajitas. F a g i t a s. Do you G? get the joke? Yeah, okay. I was making sure. Okay. okay. <laughs> I know it's a joke. It's going to be funny if I spelt it wrong other than that letter, but I, I don't know.
1: I don't get the joke, though.
0: That just that I would spell a spell word wrong in a children's book. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um,
1: uh, do we have anything else we need to say about this movie?
0: No, um, but next day... <laughs> next day if, next. if
1: only there were a word for next day like one word we could use um that would like, mean that it, concept it, of next day. it's like
0: foreshadowing uh for the mar- i'll say like for morrow
1: for morrow for morrow like like pro morrow like forward yeah yeah morrow
0: we're we're watching um i think it's a really bad movie but i think i might like it because it's a nick swartzen feature called bucky larson born to be a star
1: Okay. All right. Uh, we We've heard it. We've talked about it. We've heard about it. Uh, now all we have to do to watch is watch it. I just looked at the list. I am not excited about what we're watching next. So hold on. This might be our only source of entertainment for another couple movies.
0: Yeah. Um, it's it's a rough week, people. It is a rough week.
1: Yeah, it is. Enjoy. You're going to have fun listening to this. I feel like the the... Okay, so a lot of the movies that are bad, but we still have stuff to talk about with, like this episode, we can have a little bit more fun with the podcast recording. Yeah. But the movies that are just bad and also don't have like a good like message or anything to talk about, those are just they're painful episodes to create. (laughs) And obviously, the the decent and good movies, they're easy to do, and it is fun to 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 record. I hope. That we can find a lot to talk about in this next week.
0: I think there'll be a I lot need, to talk I, about. I think I'm going to be, like, hemorrhaging brain cells, though.
1: I need to get myself to Hotel Transylvania, is what I'm saying. Because I, I want to watch this movie, and I'm glad that this podcast has given me the opportunity to do so.
0: I'm I'm looking... Next time I think I'll enjoy myself is Paul Blart 2.
1: I, I... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't... I don't know if I will actually enjoy that movie because I feel like all my hype will be destroyed and deflated.
0: Yeah, that's fine. It's it's just not the stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, thanks thanks for listening. Please, it would be really helpful if you would like and and subscribe and give us a little rating wherever you're listening to this. Uh, or if you could tweet about us, that'd be really nice. You can tweet about us and tweet at us and and see our tweets at laugh at him pod on Twitter. You can also find our games at wannabegames.com. Alex, do we have any uh, animal-themed games?
0: Um, no. <laughs> uh,
1: you can uh, save animals in one of the modules for Moonpunk.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That that one is really good.
1: Yeah, it's written by by Maggie, who is on our Eight Crazy Nights episode.
0: Yep. Who would have a lot to say about this one?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure you were talking like, oh gosh, Maggie. I wish we could call her up and get her on again. <laughs> well,
0: once you realize that the animals even even know they're in the prison, it gets worse.
1: It does get worse. Uh, the, the world building that they have, the universe they've created, is a dark one. Uh, especially when you consider the hierarchy of heaven and hell. Uh, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash games, But why don't you donate to your local animal shelter instead? Uh, adopt a puppy if you can take care of it. If you adopt the puppy, it's your puppy for life, and you're not allowed to, to hurt it, and you have to take care of it above your own self. That's the law.
0: And you gotta uh, name him Herbert. Yes. After the Dune Man.
1: If you adopt a puppy from a shelter, and you can prove it, or if you just own a shelter dog that you adopted, that you rescued, and you send us a picture of it at, at Laugh at Him Pod, I will make. Alex, watch one episode of that Rob Schneider TV show.
0: Why? That's fucked up. That's so easy to do to make me watch that TV show. Okay, You I'll, can I'll You
1: can tweet at me where I scheme ways to make Alex watch bad TV shows at Joska.
0: I, see, it's too much. I might have to watch Big Brother right now. I, I can't do another bad TV show. You can uh, hear my Big Brother fan cast at Kitty Crusade. <laughs>
1: Can we please do a fan cast? If Dan gets on uh, Big Brother, can we please do a fan cast?
0: <laughs> I'm sure. Whatever. Yes, I'll need something I, else we're to in. do. We're
1: doing it. It's our next project. Um, I don't even know when it comes out.
0: Yeah, it'll I, be like in two weeks, so.
1: Perfect. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, and take my wife, please.
0: Oh, you should have said the cow goes. Take my wife, please.
1: That that'd have been a good a good one for Dickie Roberts.
0: Oh yeah, they had that one. Should I should I do a uh, still Vester Stallone talk? Do you think I can do an impression of him?
1: Let me let me hear it.
0: Stick to your <laughs> no. Stick to your cozy lifestyle, because take it from me, you never make it in the wild.
1: That's decent,
0: Adrian.
1: It's decent. Adrian. But it's not good. Stinking so. cozy
0: lifestyle. Take it from me. You would never make it in the wild. See, I think that one's better. I had to lean back and look in the sky to talk like him.
1: Please tell me you were already recording. Yeah, I was. Hell yes, I am putting that in the bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm putting that in the end, like after the after the music's done, it'll be there for anyone who, who listens extra. <laughs>